Hey guys, Elliot Graber here, host of the Artist Journey podcast. On this week's episode, we'll be interviewing Bridget Winder. Bridget is an artist-singer-performer living in New York City. She's going to talk to us all about her experiences working in the entertainment industry, owning her own gallery, and what it's like to live in the biz. Artist. Artist. Singer, singer and performer and performer Bridget Winter. <laughs> so Bridget, uh, thanks so much for joining. I got you up here on the uh, I'm screen sharing today. So this is her homepage. And there she is. She's very lovely. How are you doing, Bridget? <laughs> good. I'm good. Thank you guys for having me. I'm really excited. Yeah. So Bridget, uh, we met um, about 10 years back in LA on I think it was I can't remember the name of the show, but it was on the set of a Paramount Pictures. Um, production and you were super cool and I just we got to know each other and through the years I've kind of you know just been following you and then of course Landon and I have done a little uh, research on your work as well and um, you're just a multifaceted multi-talented woman individual and artist uh, and there right here on the screen share you can see Bridget's work uh, she's a fantastic graphic artist or I guess visual artist I should say um, painter, drawer, designer, singer, singer. I, when I first heard uh, your voice the other day, I'm like, this voice like belongs on Broadway. I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it was so beautiful and just very engaging. It was very nice to listen to, very soothing. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, so just do all the above. <laughs> So tell us about yourself. Uh, where do you come from? And uh, what's your journey been <laughs> as an artist? I'm originally from Shreveport, Louisiana, okay. and I'm currently in New York City. Awesome. Yeah. Which, which part of New York? Uh, Brooklyn or? I live in Queens. Yeah. Oh, in Queens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fun. Astoria, about- Queens. That's a nice part of the, of the city. You know, it's far enough out of the main... Uh, Manhattan area, but you can kind of, what is it, like a, a half hour, hour uh, ride in? No, it's literally like two stops. Oh, never. <laughs> it's been a while since I've been to New York. So. <laughs> I was just there a year and a half ago. I live in New York City. Astoria is a part of New York City. It just, yeah, I'm just like two stops over the water into Queens. And um, no, it's great because you you get more bang for your buck and I need a lot of space because I paint really big paintings. And um, so it's great. And my sister and I live here and we love it. It's been quite a journey to get to New York. We've lived all around the United States and happy to finally be here. So I was very hyper aware, very, very young. Um, I was like four years old when I discovered this is what I want to do the rest of my life. And just watching Rodgers and Hammerstein films. And that was like it. And everyone was like, okay, well, if you're going to do that, you don't do that here. So you're going to have to go to New York City. And I was like, all right, that's easy enough. You know, I'm a kid. What's the word? <laughs> like anything is possible. Yeah. <laughs> right, anything is possible. So um, oh. that was it. I mean, I was like bit super young, and then just pursued musical theater from then on out. And again, just being like in the south and in a smaller town, it's really hard to like find places to cultivate your gifts um, in the arts, let alone in in musical theater. And so my parents and family just did everything that they could 
that they knew because I don't come from from an arts family at all. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, like both my parents are artists in their own right. My dad had a commercial construction company for 25, 30 years that my mom mm -hmm. and dad ran and building custom homes. And my mom is a singer and artist in her own right, but no one ever did it professionally. Mm -hmm. So it was like we didn't know how to do that. And so um, it just took as much advice as, advice as we could and they could to get me into college and to train to even the audition process, like in that sense is like, you gotta do it a year before you're even thinking about going to college. Like it, it's kind of more like, cause in the South we're very like sport oriented oriented so it's like oh i just kind of follow like how the sports do it like if you're scouting beforehand kind of thing your sophomore junior year and um so i got into a school called lindenwood university and it's in st louis missouri and i went there for my first year of college my freshman year and then um it just wasn't the right match for me an incredible program and college and everything just wasn't the right match so I moved home, which is like, you know how like when you go out and then you move home and then it's like, everyone's like, oh, you moved home. We knew it. Yeah. But, it's like, but then like you actually have to like get back up on the horse. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know it too. Like if anyone's acutely aware of it, it's you. So like <laughs> so I had to like get back up on the horse at 18, 19 years old and get back into like auditioning for college programs. And I got into the University of Alabama's musical theater program. And um, it was like a cap system. To this day, I have no idea why they chose to take a chance on me. And I so greatly appreciate it. And I just got in with the most wildly talented people who are all doing amazing things on Broadway and in television and film. And, and oh, the awesome. they, um, I went to school there for my sophomore, junior, senior year and trained. And then it was time to like pick a big city that you were gonna go thrive in right and so um it's so easy it's so easy so um so i picked la which was an odd choice like doing theater my whole life but i always wanted to do television and film and theater like the ultimate like pinnacle dream would be like movie musicals but that didn't exist back in 2013 still like i mean they're having like a huge resurgence right now which is amazing but they weren't like that at that time and definitely like growing up and um so i was like well i mean i'm young so i guess i should go to la first and because new york kind of like is like a more mature city like la wants to tell you who you are kind of thing where like New York is more so like if you don't know who you are you're in trouble where LA more so just like wants you kind of be more of a blank slate so they can tell you who you are and you can fit in that role and New York's more so like well if you don't know who you are like good luck kid so um <laughs> it was just I needed a little bit more maturing so I still do so um I moved to LA and um I lived out there by myself six months like no one else and our program moved out there. I didn't know anybody. And that was like, cause Tuscaloosa, Alabama, it, where University of Alabama is, Roll Tide, is like a, um, like it's a smaller town too. And it's the football program obviously makes it 
massive, but um, it is a small town and it's right. So it's like my first time in a big city and I'm all alone, but um, it was great. I mean, I grew up really fast and then my sister moved out there. She's two years older than me. And um, we asked, she went to Alabama too and studied psychology and nutrition. And then, so she came out to LA also. And um, that's like where everything kind of started taking off. And now how art fits into this. Well, and then, okay, all that happened. I'm in LA and then I eventually moved to New York three years. So um, the, how art fits into all of this is that when I was in college at Alabama, I was just like in a super dark season and like my uh, sophomore year when I first got there and my sister was like, well, I mean, like you don't journal or do anything like that. So maybe you should, you drew a lot when you're a kid, maybe you should just like draw and keep it as like a journal entry. And so like draw something every night. So I, being the youngest, I will do anything she says. So I went and bought a sketchbook and pencils and that was it. I mean, I drew something every night and after the first drawing, like realized like, oh, I think there's something here. And then it just continued, continued, continued. And people kept taking notice. And for like a little over three years, I drew something every night. And that's amazing. Wrapped up really fast and like the skill got better and the time doing it got longer and it's just kind of like my journal entries, I guess, from, which is scary. Like you're sharing your busted soul open for everybody kind of thing. Like dear diary, welcome to Instagram. And, um, but that's, so when I got to LA, like I was still, I was drawing and all of that. Then our dad unexpectedly passed away while we were in LA and I went and, bought paint for the first time and just started painting. So everything self-taught and everything just happens. Bridget Winder is a fantastic visual artist. Today she'll be taking us through her process of how she creates these beautiful murals, starting out by sketches, filling in the blanks with a little paint, and finally showcasing her work to the world, both in person and virtually. Um, then a career sparked out there. My sister was in the celebrity world and got me in with some like really clutch clients and you get some good names like that on there and you start, you start rolling. Um, and then it was just time to move to New York. So we packed up and, and moved to New York. Wow. What a That's journey. it. Good night. <laughs> good night. She's done. See you next time. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> and as you can see here, Bridget has... Uh, this is her website, BridgetWinder.com, and yes. you can check out some of her stuff here. Uh, this one is right behind you. Am I right about this? This yeah, uh, yeah, she's here? behind me. So I was showing you guys earlier, like, yeah, she's much yeah, bigger than it seems. Oh. I'm gonna, I'm gonna unshare uh, the screen so we can uh, see a little oh, better yeah. here, so the audience can oh. see. There we are. Wow, I love that. Yeah, she's much like bigger in person. She is seven feet tall. Wow. And um, this is Kate Blanchett and Elizabeth the Golden Age, which is my favorite film. Oh, and um, that's I did that for a series that I do called Singing and Painting, where I paint something that inspires me and I sing a song that goes with it that inspires me and then mash them together and do a time lapse of the process and put it all out there. It's very easy. 
Yes, I watch those videos and it's so interesting to see it just all come together from like the starting point to like three, four minutes later, it's like with the time lapse, it's like, here it is. Um, Gorgeous. So you start sketching first, right? And then from there filling in? Yeah, so I started sketching. So like things like this and like I do one of these a night and just whatever, like I said, like kind of journal entry thing that I was like feeling. And um, then I started adding red. I got a red color pencil and then just like coloring in red in areas and doing awesome. like a lot of um, draping. Yeah. And then I started adding gold to pieces. This is a current piece that has red and gold, but I started painting. Oh, I like gold that. And That's and then, gorgeous. There we go without the glare. And okay. then, um, yeah, then I just started like doing like things I love, like fan art, like Game of Thrones. Maleficent. Oh, oh, Maleficent. Um, then I painting. And next yes. Seven foot painting. We went from this to this. I love wow. it. How long did that painting take? It took a about a month and a half. Okay. Um, I work much faster than that. So that definitely like stressed me out, but it, when I'm learning something new, like I've never painted a face that big, mm -hmm. um, it takes me longer just to figure it out. But if I were to do that, like start again tonight, I could probably figure my way through it in about two weeks. Wow. Awesome. So, and that's, that's an oil painting, I assume, on the back? No, I actually use water-based oils. Oh, really? Because when I, they have the same consistency as oils, they just are safe to live with. Um, when I was in LA, again, I'm self-taught and know nothing. And I was like using turpentine and oils and I was like, oh, I'm an artist. And <laughs> it was like getting sick and was like, why am I getting all these headaches and nausea and everything? And then someone was like, you know, like turpentine is like, like a dangerous chemical. And I was like, actually, I like, I didn't know that. Thought it was like olive oil, but thank you for telling me. So then I had to like figure something else out. So I only have one painting that's an oil painting and wow. everything else is water-based oils. Um, cool, man. Is there, is there a certain uh, a medium that you like to work with over another or a certain type of paint? Um, I like, I only use Windsor and Newton. They're the only people who make water-based oils that I'm aware of. Okay. And I mean, I've never looked for anybody else, so don't quote me on that. And, um, <laughs> the, and then like, I just like, I don't know, use whatever brush I find. Mm -hmm. And, um, the, I shop at Blick art materials. They have them in LA and New York, and I'm not sure if they're anywhere else. And then, and then I love to draw, like I love to sketch and all of that. That's just kind of like going home. And yeah. just Are you uh, still doing like one sketch per day in the evening? Like you were when you started out? I'm not. So when I started out, I had a lot more time and I mean, I say that I was in college and doing shows and stuff, but it was like, my time was definitely different priority, not prioritized, but it was scheduled with classes and stuff okay. where like now I have a lot of customs to do cause it's like my full blown business and yeah. my sister manages it and with her company. So we, I mean like, this is it. Like it's 
So customs, like there are times where she's like, okay, enough. Like we're going to block out time and you have to do something for yourself. Like <laughs> Time to take a break, right? Yeah. <laughs> you have to, like refresh and do something for yourself. So that, yeah. yeah. But I am so grateful for all the customs and, and all of that. And I'm so grateful that this is, I get to do art while I'm waiting. Yeah. So during the last 16 months with the coronavirus pandemic, has that affected your business in either a positive way or heaven forbid, like a negative way, or has it remained like neutral with um, the art that you create for clients? Um, actually, it has been our best year yet, if I'm honest. Okay. And, um, that's because people have been sitting around staring at their walls and or uh, what, but, um, and paying more attention on social media. I'm not sure. Cause all of our uh, market through social media, but, um, it's been, it's been great business wise. So it's more, we've, my sister and I have stayed in the city the whole time for the whole pandemic in okay. New York and just, um, you know, just. So it's been a good year. COVID has been good to you. <laughs> it has been good. We're, we're very, we're very blessed on many, on many levels and tiers, but um, for sure, like our health and happiness and awesome. business and good. all of that. Yeah. Good. And is your studio right? Is it in your home as well? Or do you go yeah. to like, oh, okay. Yeah. So, no, it's here. Okay. Do you have to kind of like, at the end of the day when it's like, okay, my work day's over, I need to go to a different room so I can kind of take a break from the art or is it just something you continue no, to like do the day? Um, I clean up every time that I'm done. Like that's okay. just, like, you know, like pick up all the toys and put them away um, every night when I'm finished. And, but we keep a very clean environment, but no, there's art literally down every hallway. When we lived in LA, it was literally hung across the ceiling. And oh wow! So it, it's, um, but no, I don't. I don't ever get sick of it. I just like. I just like. I'm like. It's. It's awful. <laughs> Which like, <laughs> right? like a ridiculous. I. I understand, but it's like you. You just. You know, like when you're gonna post a picture of yourself and you look at it for too long and you're like, I have morphed into a potato over the last one <laughs> and I can't post this now. And it's like that, like you you stare at it for 12 hours a day and then go, this looks like a rotten potato <laughs> and I cannot share it. <laughs> this is wow, yes. Oh man, have you ever had a client come to you with something and you're like, oh my gosh, like how do I, I've never, this isn't in my wheelhouse. I haven't done it before, um, but I'm going to take the on the opportunity and um, all the time. Oh, okay. So all that also time. helps you grow as an artist as well then. Yeah. And it's exciting to like take on a job that I'm like, this could be a catastrophe, but I know I will get to the other side. Awesome. And, yeah. um, like, there's like this, like, like risk, kind of exciting adrenaline about that and going and and I think it keeps the job not boring and stagnant Interesting, yes like stimulated by going like I really oh. mess this up. <laughs> awesome oh how amazing um so what what inspires you for uh when you were first starting out like your inspirations was there any certain artists that you looked up to then that you still look up to now or um, 
you know, do you just find inspiration in just daily life, people watching? Uh, what inspires you to create the art that you do? What inspires me? Um, the, the, the monarchy and kingdom mentality and all of that. I'm like obsessed with queens and kings and throne rooms and all of that. I, awesome. that, that inspires me. Um, so I like to do anything along that subject line, creating my own kingdom, doing, bringing to life other people's images of it. Um, I love the darkness. It's my favorite. I mean, you can, you can find all my art on my website, www.bridgetwinder.com. Check it out. Dark. Um, so I, I love the darkness. I think that the darkness is like where a lot of, like probably the majority of the interesting things about us resides. And it's like where all the flavor is and, and it's like what makes you tick and how you got from point A to point B. And it's the thing, the vulnerability is what we're so afraid of and not to share with people because what if they run the other way from your demons, but it's mm -hmm. kind of cool to like share your demons with people and say like, I, I, I don't know. I like people, I am aware that people connect to my art because of the fact that I put my demons out there and they feel seen and they feel like they're not the only ones who have them. And um, so, yeah, the darkness, freaking love the darkness. Um, and I think it kind of gets a bad rap, too, because I don't think darkness means bad and evil. And just like I don't think light means good. Um, so there's a lot of evil things happening in the light and there's a lot of beautiful things happening in the dark and at night and the stars and all of that. So I like to, um, bring a reverence back to the darkness and a curiosity and like, yeah, back to it. The Artist Journey podcast is a collection of interviews featuring independent artists discussing their craft, navigating the entertainment industry, and reflecting on the value of artists in our world today. If you like this podcast and you want to support, head on over to theartistjourneypodcast.com. Or you can also hit us up at anchor.fm slash Elliot Graber. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M slash E-L-L-I-O-T-T-G-R-A-B-E-R. But that's what inspires me. And then um, I'm trying to think of what the other question was. Oh, were there any certain artists that um, you admired growing up or even now that you just continue to like follow the work? Like, oh, my gosh, that so-and-so was like my favorite. I just can't wait to see what they do next. In like musical theater? Absolutely. And art? I don't know anybody. Oh. So I'm very nervous when people want to talk to me about like art history. I'm like, like I will talk to you about anything, but it's not that. <laughs> yeah, not that. Please, <laughs> I will literally talk about the weather. Like I'm choosing to. So the which is actually an interesting subject. But the um I actually there is one artist that I follow, and her name is I don't know if I'm gonna say it correctly, Akiana Kramek. And she's a child prodigy that I came across before I was doing art. I was in high school and she was like at eight years old, eight years old, 
family weren't believers or anything. And she saw Jesus and painted like this massive painting of him. And she's a prodigy, which means she's incredible at her skill at her age, at eight years old. So um, if you look it up, the painting is called Prince of Peace and it's like nuts. So I follow her because the fact that, I mean, she literally just said like God, just comes and talks to her and gives her these visions and she paints them. But it literally just like blows my mind that someone's this talented. And then they're like, oh, and like, I haven't even lost all my baby teeth. And it's like, okay. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Oh, so um, on some of your uh, YouTube videos I've I've been watching, you really like to mix your mediums with um, your art and your, your singing. And and also incorporating film as well. So I'm just curious, uh, what what got you into this idea of you know combining all those mediums that you do and just kind of really showcasing you as a, a full product uh, as an artist. Very good question. So when we when my sister and I left, well, we left LA and took um, a um, extended side trip back to Louisiana to help after our dad passed away to like help our mom and all of us just kind of heal and get life back on, get back up on our feet. So during that time, um, I just needed like an outlet to not only, I knew how to do my art and I knew how to sing and, but I just needed an outlet on, I don't know how to do them both. And it just, I just follow the art and follow like, the Holy Spirit and what I'm feeling and what, where to go with it. And that was it. Like, it just, I don't even know where, like these things literally just drop like lightning, probably like twice a year, these like cool ideas. And that was one of them. And it dropped. And I was like, I think if we could figure this out and um, it'd be really cool, but I don't know how to do any of this. So then you just have to figure it out. But that's where it came from. And it was at that time where I need, really needed like an outlet to perform more than I needed an outlet for art. And the seasons kind of change in that sense. So um, I am a master at finding ways to make opportunities for myself and create for myself. And that was one of those moments where one thing I live by is that no one, like if you can, how do I word this best? you don't need people's permission to create. Mm-hmm. And as artists and performers and musicians and all of that, we grow up and go, well, if I don't, if, if no one's giving me like a, a prompt to do then, or a job or an opportunity, then like, I don't have anything to do. And uh, like, I don't have a goal at the end. And it's like the goal at the end should just be to create for yourself, to make yourself healthy from within. Like that was the journey of my art was to find healing and to heal myself from the inside out. So that's what I always do. Like I create for myself and no one has to give me permission to create at the end of the day. And I hold that power. And I think because I hold that power for myself, I'm not sick of it. So you you can end up doing it your whole life and go, well, I'm not sick of it because I'm not waiting around and like breaking my neck, trying to get opportunities and have somebody else give me the green light. Like I am the green light. 
So I just make opportunities for myself and I do things that I don't have the skill and ability to do and that are scary and that like two tenths of the way in, I'm laying on the ground half the time going, this was a huge mistake. I, this is, yeah, we've all been there. Since, yeah. <laughs> Very eloquently said. Yes. Oh, I love that. Um, yeah, that's, that's, and, and that's a really yeah. like, try and encourage other people like you don't need permission to create you can create for yourself like you don't even have to share it just just do it just start and it's so easy to find an excuse and it's people talk about too like we'll do projects and people will get behind it and then they'll go like well you know money will come in and all of that and the producing side and everything and it's like look like money is much easier to find than a good idea and then passion and then things like that. So if just keep pursuing all of that and it, and money and all of that will fall. That's just a byproduct of all of it. Mm-hmm. You want to be like the best that you can be at being yourself, honestly, which I know sounds super cliche, but <laughs> it's, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna stop babbling. Thanks for listening in here at the artist journey podcast. If you have a big dream, now is the best time to get started. In this episode, Bridget Winder shows us how easy it is to just make your dream become a reality by beginning. So, okay, very good. So uh, I'm super inspired by you. I just think that you're just, first of all, a terrific person. And uh, I'm curious what for you is the, the ultimate goal, like moving forward, are you, do you want to just create art. It seems like you're the type of girl that really is focused on the art and uh, for yourself and just to make art for art's sake. And then if something comes of that, then that's great. You know? Yeah. I mean, like I'd be lying if I said, uh, obviously I don't want to be successful. Like, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure. I mean, <laughs> who wants to be successful? <laughs> yeah. be successful and like pay their bills and not have to worry about it. Like, yeah. no, okay. <laughs> obviously, All that aside, obviously I want to be successful and like known for what I do and like for, for my voice as an artist and performer and all of that. That's, I feel like goes without being said. Um, But as opposed to all of that, and when you take that in ways away, um, ultimate goal, I don't really know. I feel like I, I do know. And I, and I, I have so many ultimate goals and they will, if and when I reach them, I'll, I'll find another one that's higher kind of thing. And that's that's what I do and what I've always done kind of thing. And and you get there and go like, I mean, like I did it. Let's try yeah. and like expand rubber band even further. And if it snaps, let's find another rubber band. So it's oh, it, that analogy. That kind of thing. So I, I don't I like ultimate goal. I have a lot of ultimate goals. Like that I don't want to say because then I don't want to be held to them. I don't know. I mean, I just want to inspire people too at the end of the day. And, and I want people to have like a healthy role model to look at and say like, Oh, like that's inspiring to me to find my own voice and not copy what someone else is doing. And um, I'm, very on the end of like as much as we consume 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 
images and social media and TV and all of that, like I also am very self-aware of like, am I also putting out as much as I'm consuming? Because if not, then there's like not a balance going on. And that's when I start getting like antsy and anxious and stressed and down on myself and all of those things. And it's like, oh, well, maybe if I put my phone down and go do something and like, I'll feel a lot better. Um, so just encouraging people that, that like we're, we're, we are created to create. That's like literally what we do. Yeah. We, we are created to create. And um, so to consume so much, it's really easy to look at everybody else around you and start just taking in all of those images and going, well, what's the point? And when it's like, well, I mean, my experiences are not your experiences, Elliot, and they're not yours, Landon's, and they're not Kate Blanchett's as Queen Elizabeth. And they're like, they're all different. So people ask me often, how do you continue to be inspired? And it's like, well, if you're paying attention in life to your everyday life and how you feel and you're connected, you're going to continue to be inspired. Like, that is the answer of what inspires me. Like, I'm just, it's like a diary. I'm literally just putting out what's inside. So it's, and it sounds like easier than it. I don't know. I think it's easy, but I don't like, it's super hard when, you know, you watch things that are inspiring and it's like, great. They make it sound so easy, but how the heck do I do that? So Mm -hmm. application wise, just start. I mean, literally just start. So I, and, and, and don't think about it and don't be afraid for it to be awful because like, you're going to make a lot of like bad art, but you have to make a lot of bad art and bad music and bad movies to <laughs> like, like a vault of like our embarrassing things but I have stuff I won't show anybody so right and it, we all have that vault and it's like please never open it but then like you know the <laughs> thing about that vault is someone will somehow get into it and be like this is your best stuff and it's like yeah, oh, right. oh, okay <laughs> it's the hidden demos the hidden treasures <laughs> that you release after you're very famous and successful and you're like oh look at my becomings you know it's like oh that was crap but you've become so good (laughs) and it's so it's yeah and just honestly like honesty in your work just goes so far and you can you know you're an artist you can mask your honesty make it poetry make it something completely different make bubbles mean like I don't know, self-harm, like, and that's your secret that you keep with yourself and your art. And, and that's what you sing about or draw about or paint about or make the movie about. And it's, it's things like that. Like just, I don't know, again, like applications a little bit trickier, but you just have to start. Like we've been watching the Olympics and they keep this, this commercial that keeps playing and says, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. Mm, I like that. Which, you know, like sounds like a, something you find on Pinterest, which they yeah. probably did, but <laughs> it's, true. it's true. Yeah. Sometimes the simplest things are the most profound. That's fantastic. <laughs> yes, yeah. I like that. Uh, <laughs> so when you get like a big, huge project going on, are you able to do 
like several other small projects if you have a big one going on or do you just try to focus on like the one big one and then after that you know do the other projects that you have it really just depends um it more so just depends on like my like stamina with the piece at the time um i don't ever start out anything and not finish it i think it's important to like push through when it's really hard and in its potato stage, mm -hmm. like just really push through and get to the other side. And I think that you learn so much. I personally learned so much getting through to the other side and not chunking the canvas and chunking the paper and going, I'll start again. No, it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to figure out a solution to what's happening. And then I learn about my flaws as an artist and can go in and go, okay, well, this is where I really got tripped up on this part last time and if i i can do it quicker now this way and learn how to navigate myself through whatever road is paved for me mm -hmm. and or i'm paving for myself who knows that answer so um, <laughs> so i when it comes to balancing projects that's where amanda comes in she balances everything she's literally like have you eaten in eight hours i'm like <laughs> literally you forgot and so it's 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 things like that which sounds silly but they i mean they're important like i get very wrapped up in what i'm doing and then when you're in the zone you kind of time i'm sure just flies by and before you know it the day it is does. over and maybe you haven't eaten yet you know maybe you need that reminder <laughs> it's very nice to get in into the zones but um yes. no it really comes down to like yeah if it's like the struggle with it and if i need a break from it i'll like step away from a piece for a couple of hours and go work on another custom and then come back to that custom and kind of thing but um no i i don't i don't ever like it doesn't take me long to do i i don't like having something for too long because okay, then, yeah. then i don't want to do it yeah. so um i've thought about it too much so <laughs> Once it started, it's like the train, the train is going, even if the train's going off. <laughs> the train's left the station. It's, We're doing that. Not the train has left the station. <laughs> and so, if the track is broken and we wreck, yeah. we're going to finish on foot. Like, yeah. it, <laughs> we'll crawl there if we have to. Yeah. Cross that finish line. <laughs> uh, how many, uh, how many hours uh, a week do you think you put in with, uh, with your art? I put in probably like an average of about 10 hours a day. And some days, wow. like, I could put in, like, 16, 17 hours, and then some days I'm, like, I literally cannot touch it longer than 30 minutes. Yeah. And, um, but that's not because I don't want to. Like, with this, I just didn't know how to do it. So, like, it's like learning a new skill in anything. So, th it's a muscle. So, think of it as, like, you go to the gym, <laughs> and you're going, like, up in a weight class and, like, lifting heavier weights, and it's, like, well, I mean... <laughs> I'm still on the five pound weights, but like if I were to go up to like 25, I could do like, you know, like three and then be done. But maybe in like a month, I could do like a much longer set or like a whole set. Okay, let's not get carried away. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's, like that with, it's like that with art when I'm learning like a new skill and this something like this is definitely going up in a weight class. Literally, like my brain will only go for like 30 minutes or an hour or 15 minutes and then it's like i don't know how to do anything else so like i don't know where to go next yeah. so i just have to stop and show up again tomorrow and mm -hmm. that's the thing you just have to keep showing up 
just keep showing up. Show up through all the good days, show up through all the bad days, show up through all the sick days and the tired days and the potato days. And like you will eventually get to the end. And that's like, yeah, that's like my pact with God. Like I expect him to show up because I'm showing up. Yeah. So like. Amen. <laughs> Amen, sister. <laughs>There's an artist inside all of us. If you want to learn the steps in having that artist come out, check out the Artist Journey podcast. Get the inside secrets of what it's really like to be in the entertainment business and how to help the artist inside of you come alive. This podcast is designed to keep you up to date with the changes in the business and to give you the mindset, tools, and resources that you need to succeed. Wow. So have you been able to um, make your art a uh, part of your growing business and, uh, you know, provide for yourself financially as well during this whole process? Or was there a moment that, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's, I do a gig here during the day in the city or uh, my art is selling online, or do you have people that, you know, like to purchase your work or how can they find that? You know, what was that process like for you? Um, it's definitely like always been a multiple streams of income thing. Um, and just, I mean, like it, now it runs off of art and, um, which I am very grateful for, but it is like a multiple streams of income. Like maybe my sister is literally supporting me for a moment. And there are things like that, like when we were in LA and stuff. So it's, but that definitely keeps me humble and helps me grow and makes me, um, push as how bad I want it and need it and, um, keep going and, it's, that's never been an issue. Like keep going has like never been an issue. And I'm so grateful for that. And I can't imagine life without this. I can't imagine doing anything else. Mm -hmm. And I feel very fortunate for that because I know that is, is a special place to be in. But, um, and when I say this, I mean like art and performing and music and all of that, but in singing and everything, but um, yeah, like, I don't know, financially, I guess it's like, every artist thing I've I'm very fortunate I've never had to work like a like a nine to five job and it's always worked out and I think that's like a sign for me and um I worked in like a costume shop when I was in Tuscaloosa and my jobs have always been in the arts and it's always been a way to continue to just grow skills and stuff so I know how to like sew and make garments and things like that and problem solve how to put a monkey tail on the back of a band pants and it's really cool things like that I mean like who gets to say that on their resume yeah, but, um, <laughs> yeah let's talk about your theater experience a little bit because you have an enormous voice and in just a yes. gorgeous like Broadway style mm -hmm. voice that's um, what I thought the first time I heard it yes my journey with theater um it's always been there. It's what I love to do more than anything is perform live theater. I literally, if I never have to share another piece of art in my life, I couldn't care less. Mm -hmm. uh, it's that what I love to do is perform live theater. Awesome. And so it's, uh, that is one of the things that like is, you know, the end goal I don't want to talk about because it's like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm like, I mean, like it's the Olympics of theater is Broadway. It's, it's, it, and it's next to impossible to get to. And, um, but I do have many people and 
friends and stuff that have done it and form and students who are uh, that I trained with and everything. And so it's, it is possible, but it's so many odds have to be in your favor that are out of your control. And I know you guys understand it's the same, like for any industry, for the music industry, for the art industry, for television and film, for filmmaking, for, I mean, like so many odds have to be in your favor that are completely out of your control. And so, um, I just do the best that I can do. And I, still take, I've taken voice for 15 years and I still take it every week with my brilliant voice teacher, Nas Edwards. And she's a former Broadway actress. And oh, I mean, oh. she's queen Farrell on sailor moon. And, um, she's, oh, I mean, uh, just freaking think the world of her. So, um, but that's, yeah, I mean, I still train and I still work and I still try to get better literally every day. And it's, <laughs> <laughs> you do something and then go, <laughs> I'm still not good enough. And, <laughs> I do <laughs> No, it's come so far and then go like, I'm still not good enough. Like, <laughs> what the hell are we going to do now? Like, yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, yeah. I think uh, I love that you, that you said that because, um, to me, it seems like just hearing you talk, you're most interested in creating good art. And it's almost like having that, that real talk with yourself saying like Broadway would be awesome. Right. But, you know, was there a point in your life where you're thinking that may be like, it could be one of the ultimate goals. Um, but also having the realization that just because, uh, situations or it's like, you have to be talented, you have to work hard, you have to show up, you have to, be in the right place at the right time. And so many of those, those things are out of your control. Right. So, I mean, it, what would you say to like the younger version of yourself or, you know, the little girls who want to grow up and be Broadway actresses, uh, you know, keep going. I mean, like, keep going. And if you can't see yourself doing anything else, then don't do anything else. There was like this 60 year old woman one day at an audition, like just sitting outside knitting. And I was like, that could easily be me. And that's okay. I mean, I don't, I, that's, that's okay. I will keep going. Like Morgan Freeman didn't have his break until he was in his fifties. Like it's just things like that, that you just, you just keep going. If you can't see yourself doing anything else, then don't do anything else and don't settle and just keep going. And honestly, age is in your favor because you, the, the, the older you get, the less of the competition your age gets and the more people we out. So it, it really is in your favor and just embrace it and just keep going. And no, if you're asking me if the thought has ever crossed my mind to settle and just do art for the rest of my life and be like, mm, pipe dream didn't work. No, it's never crossed my mind. <laughs> never crossed my mind. I love that never. spirit and attitude. Just keep on pushing, keep on uh, believing in yourself and not giving up. I mean, it does take like such a, like you can't be logical in the arts. It's not a logical thing. Yeah. It's you you can't come <laughs> into the arts and just be in with all of your logic and data and numbers and charts and graphs and everything. Like it's not going to work because it's it's you can't control what people do and do like. You right. can't. It's not like birthing babies and having funerals. Like those are lucrative lucrative careers. You know people will always be being born and dying. But like it's it's or having birthday parties or being a party planner or weddings or something like that. It's, it's, it's completely uncharted what people are and aren't going to like, and you cannot control 
how people are going to receive your art. I have gotten horrible things said to me. I have gotten amazing things said to me that are off the charts that I didn't, that are lies as much as the horrible things are lies. It's like, it's, and I have no control over that. All I can control is how I react to it. Like, just like half of acting is reacting. Half of acting through life is reacting to life. How are you going to react in it? How are you going to stay stable and sound and, come back and center yourself and go like, honestly, like what their opinion doesn't matter. One day I'm going to be 80 years old and say, I wish I didn't care. And I did it because they're all dead now. So yeah. it's like, <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> you know, like, can't say it now. <laughs> much, but it's, yeah. I'm, and one of my favorite things to do too, is like when someone says something negative on my public platform and it's like, whoa, your Game of Thrones painting is garbage. And it's like writing back and being like, yeah, I had a really hard time on that face and I'm still growing and working. And thank you so much for your feedback. And they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm like, I didn't mean it like that. And it's like, oh, you forgot. There's a person with a beating heart and brain behind this freaking phone. <laughs> and, but I'm going to be really nice to you because I will, I fully embrace my faults. Like I know. And, and I think just being honest with yourself about going like, yeah, I still struggle with this and this and this and this in my training process. But like going back to the Olympics, it's like, if you're a gymnast and you're trying to win all around and like you're best at bars, but like, you're not the best at vault. And it's like, okay, I know I'm not the best at vault, but I'm going to keep like, I can own up to I'm not the best at vault, but I'm going to keep going kind of thing. But yeah, it's things like that and just owning up and going, yeah, I know I went flat on that note. Tell me something I don't know, but thank yeah. you so much for pointing it out. I'm still working on that. <laughs> it's really difficult for whatever reason for me to hear that note. And um, I just really appreciate the feedback. And you're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. You sound amazing. No, no, that's not what you said the first time. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes you have to just be transparent with people. Like, I think a lot of times if you're outside of uh, the entertainment atmosphere or you just as a performer, you know, that saying uh, actors, artists don't have souls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, yeah and it's just but the more you transparent you are like you are uh being and just saying like yes i have flaws i'm a human you know yeah. um and there's and the whole like, mindset of like oh well you're doing it for me like the audience kind of thing and it's right. like okay yes like we do need each other to exist but that doesn't mean like we should like abuse each other in this relationship like just <laughs> yeah. okay this goes back to like a golden rule just because you don't like something doesn't mean you have to say it just because someone else likes something you don't like, you don't have to be like, I hate it. <laughs> it's like, you can just be like, cool. Glad you vibe with that. Like, yeah. awesome. It's like, uh, replace your judgment with curiosity, right? Because if you're yeah. curious, like, why, why don't I like that? Or what's maybe, you know, th that, that actor, actress is doing this because we get so like, especially with, you know, like Disney shows and things like, we see it in the film and we expect it to be like Lion King on Broadway, exactly how we've seen it before a million times. Right. Um, and I think that that's effective in building products. Right. But when it comes to independent artists like yourself and you're creating new art and things like this, there's more opportunity um, for, for flexibility and curiosity. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. And I think just like letting people in behind the, the great Oz curtain kind of thing. It's, I don't know if you've seen, if you have Disney plus, if you've seen like 
Into the Unknown, The Making of Frozen 2. And it's like a six part series that breaks down literally how they made Frozen 2. You have hundreds of people working on three seconds of the film and then it gets cut two years in. And then they sit down with their family to watch it and they're like, watch, this is my part. And it's literally like Elsa sneezes and they're like, okay, where is it? And they're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's what I worked on for three years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. They're like, so proud. It's like, <laughs> like the neatest thing in the world. These people are just so proud that that's their three years of work, man. And you break that down and go like, I mean, that's just like the craziest skill set to watch something like that and how many cogs it takes to make that clock work and people aren't aware of that they just go see the two-hour movie and go like you want to go cracker barrel or ihop after <laughs> like, <it's> like <laughs> never realize the team of people it takes to create a whole yeah whole so thing i think like that. taking it back and like bringing people behind the emerald curtain and going like this is the process and this is what goes into it and I do wish there were more things like that, like more documentaries kind of thing that like takes you behind it. And I had no idea all of that went into it. Like I knew it was hard, but I didn't. That hard. <laughs> yeah. I understand. What a known. <laughs> no, it's, oh. it's cool. It's cool. It's like watching again, these Olympic things and, and they take you back and behind the curtain and go and show you all these hardships these people do. And, you watch what they do and go like, God, that was easy. I could, you know, do that. And like, wait, wait, watch five minutes of the Olympics and I'm already like in a handstand. I'm like, I can do this. Yeah. No, I can like, <laughs> I got this. <laughs> no problem. No problem. That. Just a piece of cake. Yeah. But to actually like, to actually do it, that's oh. a whole other animal, you know? You know, you're great at your job is when other people go, that was so easy. Yeah. Right. Look effortless. It's like you have struggled. And it's the same for singers and things like that, where they go like, oh, that's that person's song is so easy. And it's like, no, no, no. Ariana Grande works very hard and is very gifted to sound effortless. That's what she does. It's insane. <laughs> There's a reason she gets paid, right? <laughs> it is insane. So Now may be the best time ever to be in the entertainment industry, because in the new entertainment business, the artist is finally the one in charge. Oh, that's so cool. Well, Bridget, I just, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll kind of wrap it up here, but I, I just am so grateful that you came on board and to talk with us about your craft and, and, your experience and your journey. You're just uh, so lovely. So, so lovely. And such a nice person and a good person. And, and so I think you have a lot of inspire, uh, inspiration to, to offer to young artists and, and uh, young ladies, I think uh, yes. as well. So if you are a young artist or even an old artist in it, just like, just keep going. It's hard. It's hard for everybody. It's you're never there. Like it's even hard if you're at the top probably harder if you're at the top you have more pressure you have more money you have more contracts you have more everything looming over you so it just enjoy what you're doing and don't do something you don't want to do or doesn't feel right don't ever sell art that you love for money mm -hmm. ever mm -hmm. uh, we went through a process of buying everything back that was my favorite stuff because it just it's not worth it like you're selling pieces of your soul 
And it goes the same with music and your ideas and all of that. Don't sell it for the money and opportunity if it doesn't feel right and it's like not going to be handled properly it, because it doesn't feel good on the other side. And so it's, yeah, just keep going. Like it's hard. It's not easy. It's very, very hard. And I'm not going to like sugarcoat that. And um, it's mentally hard and it's taxing and you got to get up and keep going and you got to love what you do. And I think loving what you do is and continuing to be excited about it and everything is creating for yourself. Create your own opportunities, whether people see them or don't see them. Challenge yourself. Go like, can I paint this? And when you're 10 days into it and go, I can't paint this, keep going until it's finished, until it's <laughs> keep go when you start a song and go like this doesn't this and keep going until it's finished even if it's garbage keep going until it's finished like it's it's yeah and with movies and with everything whatever it is you're making um you learn so much about your blocks and the more that you can push through those hard things of your own work and get to the other side um the easier it will be. And the and then the less that you'll make excuses for yourself and go like, well, I'm not gonna finish it because like, it's not good enough. So um, shouldn't finish things, not finish things because they're not good enough. So you're saying you'll never sell, sell this uh, big piece behind you here to the Smithsonian or this is, uh, this is the one you keep in the house. I wouldn't, people ask me that a lot. I would offer to recreate it, but I would not sell this one, no. Just not like it brings me too much joy. Yeah. Um, I would have like a working contract where I'd get it back, kind of thing. Like it can go <laughs> beyond play, but I'll get it back. Like there's a piece someone has right now, and it's like, okay, like you can have it until I can buy it back. Because at the time I needed the money. That was stupid. But the it wasn't stupid. I learned. But um, you value the art. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you value the art more than. Yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a that's an important thing to realize too as an artist is that the you are the value. The the thing that nobody else has is is you what you have to offer the world. Yeah. And that's like growing up as a performer, that's like what I always read and like heard about and was taught and I'd watch all these Broadway interviews and everything and they'd be like just be yourself. That's what makes you different in the audition room. And I'd be like, yeah, that's what makes me. It's like I don't I don't know what I'm talking about. And so like, I don't know how to be myself and I'm still to this day trying to mimic my favorite people. So it's <laughs> like, it's so difficult to, to, to really have the courage to say, this is me and you may reject it and not like it. And it's okay. Like, it's okay. That's one of the biggest things too, is like when I started like releasing all my art and everything and like, the mass influx of people who no longer wanted to follow me and that close friends or that unfriended me on Facebook because it's dark and, you know, and the all, and yeah. So going through that and going like, it's not personal. Mm -hmm. It feels personal because it is coming from me. And so it seems personal, but it's not personal. Like not everyone, if you don't like art, don't follow me. That's what I put out. And it's not personal. It's okay. You don't like art. I don't like dogs and babies and I don't follow them. <laughs> Amen to that sister. <laughs> so, like, I don't want to look at them. I want to look at Broadway performers yeah. and I want to look at like <laughs> the 
I want to look at the crown fan accounts and I want to like, that's what I want to look at. Like I, and, and that's okay. It doesn't mean you should throw your baby out the window. Like, yeah. yeah putting your offspring online. <laughs> no one's throwing babies out the window. <laughs> think of it that way. Like when you put your art out there, you're putting your offspring online. And you it's are, like, yeah. <laughs> don't just go like, well, that's it. <laughs> useless like nobody likes them it's no <laughs> like, it's not personal i'm gonna think of art as our children you yeah. know like yeah. when i've done something like oh i felt like i just gave birth you know yeah they should have like an artist page you know how we have artist page for putting your artwork out there well they should have like a uh, baby offspring page or whatever that page is right where it's like don't put it on your regular page put it on the artist page that you are showcasing your children <laughs> we don't have to follow <laughs> i don't know <laughs> Let me ask you guys a question. Do you have a hard time when you like release stuff if like your community of like close friends and stuff don't engage when they know like how hard you work at everything? Mm. That's a great question. I think here's my theory on that. Um, I think sometimes you have to step out of your own pool and be cool in another pool or in another sandbox. And then it's like, for whatever reason, the people that, you know, that know you personally, they don't really want to engage as much until they see, oh, Elliot's doing this over here or Landon's doing this over here or Bridget's doing this over here. So I think it's like, you kind of have to just, um, because I think people get too oversaturated, mm-hmm. you know, if they know you or if you're always pumping your stuff and throwing it at them and like, oh yes, I get it, you know? <laughs> and, and that's been a big challenge for me when, you know, especially online and stuff. And I think, what you have to do is find your niche market, you know, uh, target an audience outside of your atmosphere uh, and, and, and find the people who actually like art, you know, or like music or like, and like a specific type of music. Like for me, I don't, I don't try to showcase my stuff to heavy metal people because I'm not a heavy metal dude. I'm a, I'm a folk guy. I'm a pop guy, you know? Um, and I think once you find that audience and you, you know, you know, the people that love on you, you just love on them even more, just give them the love and just keep, keep those relationships and learn about them and get to know those people because that's your audience. Yes. Nurture the people that are showing interest in you. Um, it can be tough to work on a film or a song and like, Oh, let's take off the number counter on there so I don't see how many views it has. Because it can kind of be discouraging when you put all your, you know, time and soul and money into something. And then, you know, it's not that it's negatively received. It's just maybe not received at all. Because it's not like Elliot said, the right audience. So, um, but I think you just have to, I think every time you do something more, you get a thicker skin. You're like, well, I'm just going to learn from this. Like you said, keep learning and keep going. And, you know, this might not have gone over well, but I'm going to make sure the next one is better and uh, get seen or heard by more people and just keep on going and just let a little stumbling block just kind of get you up and scrape off the dust and keep on, keep on going, you know? Yes, yes, yes. And like you said too, like you can't, it's, it's until somebody says like, you're cool, that people suddenly go, oh, you're cool. Cause they've been told that you're cool. So now you're cool. You've had somebody say you're cool. But yeah, people ask me a lot, like how the, like how I deal with rejection and things like that. And it's like, look, at the end of the day, these are your friends, not your fans. Well, Bridget, if you're ever wondering, or if anybody out there is wondering, 
Bridget Winder is cool as hell. So <laughs> I give it a thumbs up. Landon gives <laughs> it a thumbs gonna up. Go, everything's going to go viral. <laughs> We've done all, all the cool stalker accounts. Um, no, it's, I like y'all's answers. I like y'all's answers. It is because it's at the end of the day, like these are your friends and your family. They're not your fans. And that's like a whole different realm. And you have to like understand that and be able to like separate that and, and, Go, this is not personal. They obviously love me. We just had lunch yesterday. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, absolutely. It's like sometimes, uh, you know, people just need to kind of take a, take a rest. You don't want to overwhelm them. You know, you just want to, and I think it's as, as, just overwhelm yeah. them. But as artists, you know, we do that. We like, we like, I'm, I listened to this new song I just learned, or look at this new piece of art I just made. And we just want to like throw it out there. And then, but the audience is kind of like, whoa, whoa, back up. You know, like I need a little time. We just sure. had our first date yesterday. Are you performing for yourself or are you performing for Instagram audience? Yeah. Are you asking? Yeah. No, I'm just saying like, it just, that poses the question again, like who are you creating for? And it's like, well, if you're creating for yourself and you're excited, throw it out there. Yeah. But I do understand there is two parts of it. There is the show and there is the business. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and I think, yeah, it's a happy medium between the two. Yeah. Where they, they meet in the middle, mm -hmm. hopefully, or mm -hmm. try to find that perfect balance between, like, um, I know Elliot's taught me and been teaching me so much more about the business side of it versus just, like, the show side. <laughs> the show side's very little... The business is where everything usually happens, you know, and so ninety five percent you'll reach like a fine line. Like if I only created what my audience likes, I would be drawing dead dogs for the rest of my life. Oh, no. Like that's what my audience likes. They like to see dogs. And it's really? like that's what people like. And that's totally cool. But that's not what I personally like to create the most. Yeah, so yeah. that's not that does not come from my soul mm -hmm. so and from my spirit so it's like yeah that's where i come to those things and i draw the line and i go i'm not like i don't that i understand that's business and i may fall short in that area but i'm not like selling my soul to only doing what that some artists do that and that's great and that is what they do and they're totally fine with that i'm not doing it well it seems like the art that you produce it's like you, you have these fantastical uh, fantasy, almost like characters, right? And it's almost like you yourself could step out of a Disney film, uh, a Disney princess, if I can say that. I mean, you know, yeah. what I mean? so it's like, and so it's just when I see your artwork and I see you doing it, I'm like, yeah, that that translates, that makes sense, you know, with your whole product, the whole thing, whether you're performing or painting or acting. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So I think you're onto it there. No, oh, yeah. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <Lame road. laughs> All right. Um, I just we're uh, working with collaborating with someone on a project right now, and I said something about success, and I was like, "Oh, I'm not successful." And he was like, "No, no, no, you are successful." And I was like, "No, no, no, I'm not successful." And he said, "Well, I measure success on the ability to bring someone else into your dream, and they can see your vision, and they are inspired by it." I was like, "Okay." I understand you're like 60 something and you are really wise and that was very wise, but I'm not successful. So, <laughs> but that was, I, I really liked that. Like the ability to bring someone else into your dream and they can see the vision and they're inspired by it. 
um, is very successful. But that's it. That's all. That's that's all the wisdom I have from my little nook of the woods. <laughs> so thank you so much, Bridget Winder, for bringing us into your world and your art and uh, your wonderful brand. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank guys. you so much. And for teaching us that success is all about what you make it. You know. That's what you got from this, Elliot, really? I, that's what I was getting. I'm sorry, I kind of zoned out for like an hour and a half. I'm just giving you a hard time. I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying. It is what you make it. It is what you make it. Yeah. yeah. Don't let other people make you feel bad because, you know, you don't have a million followers on Instagram. If you're doing something you're proud of, you're doing something you're proud of. Who cares? Yeah. And you got people in your life that that do want to see your art and and want to follow you, you know. So I think that's I think you're as successful as they come. So and you do every once in a while, like you'll have like that like really young kid message you and be like, I love following your stuff. It's so cool. And then go see their account and that they like try and like mimic what you're doing. And it's like a really neat kind of feeling to go, oh, I once wanted to be that. And here I am. Don't forget that either. Like you were probably where you once really, really wanted to be. It's a long journey and people don't get that. Like it's so hard. It's so hard. Mm -hmm. So, but it's awesome. Like it's fun. You learn so much. You get to be vulnerable. You get to share and how lucky we are to be creatives and, and and share that stuff with people. Mm-hmm. And lastly, uh, for those who love you and want to support you and love your art and what you produce, what where can we go to, to support you? You can go to my Instagram at Bridget Winder, B-R-I-D-G-E-T-W-I-N-D-E-R. And um, or my YouTube channel. It's also Bridget Winder. If you search it, you'll find me. And that's pretty much it. You can find me on Facebook, Bridget Winder Art LLC. And um, also my website, www.bridgetwinder.com. And um, you'll find everything there. And, uh, but yeah, if you just want to follow like processes and daily art things and, um, or if you're interested in a custom, please reach out. Um, I love, it's so cool to bring other people's visions to life and touch their lives and be a part of something special, a moment to them. So um, if you're interested in that, and that's pretty much it. I hope you enjoy it. And if you don't, no hard feelings, man. <laughs> it's all good, baby. Yeah. <laughs> all good. Thank you, Bridget, so much for uh, taking a little time for us. Thank you. And we'll catch you next time on the Artist Journey Podcast. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for joining us this week on the Artist Journey Podcast. In this week's episode, we talked with Bridget Winder, artist, singer, and performer about her process in creating new art and what she hopes to bring to the future of new artists. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time on the Artist Journey Podcast.